The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Aspiring comedian Abby has always been told that she's too much, but she's never felt like enough until she meets Will. But it's complicated. Now, Abby is the protagonist of Tough Crowd. It's a new novel penned by actor Andy Osho. Andy's TV career saw her make regular appearances on popular panel shows like Mock the Week and Nevermind the Buzzcocks. She's currently filming season two of Blue Lights, so she is clearly an all-rounder. And she joins us on the line. Andy, good morning. Hi, Pat. How are you? I'm very well, uh, thank you. Now, um, we'll start with the, the plot of the novel and as much as you want to tell us about how complicated Abby's life becomes. <laughs> yeah, it does get a bit complicated, doesn't it? So, yeah, as you say, she meets Will and he loves her just as she is when she's been getting all this messaging about being too much. But he comes as a package deal in the form of these two kids from a previous relationship. So that's kind of the journey that Abby has to go on. She's trying to make it as a comedian, but she's also trying to make it as a kind of a stepmom. But she's not a stepmom yet because she's only just met them. So, yeah, it's a, it's a tricky old journey she has to travel. How old are the kids? So the oldest is 13 and then the youngest is six, two girls. Now, six-year-old uh, maybe is handleable because uh, young <laughs> and might be able to adjust. 13-year-old is already locked into screens. <laughs> well, you know, the funny thing is, is because I was thinking about this when I was picking the age of the kids, because obviously different age, different challenges. But I don't think there's ever a perfect age if you're going to become like a step parent, because I, uh, I was dating somebody and uh, their child was 19. And you think, oh. That would be easy because they're practically an adult. But no, it just comes with a, a whole nother set of challenges that you have to navigate. So I don't think there's ever a perfect age. Mm-hmm. Well, when you think of a 13-year-old, an early teenager who, you know, they, they begin to think about romances and boyfriends or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the the whole idea of dad actually embarking on that <laughs> same kind of thing himself is, right. grot- is grotesque. <laughs> <laughs> right. Funny enough, like uh, that doesn't come up for the character. L is her name. Um, what she's more concerned about is she's actually very funny, but she's got a very dry wit as opposed to Abby, the main character, who's very sort of boisterous on stage. And her her kind of selling point is her her personality. Whereas Elle's is her writing. Mm. So that's really what Elle's concerned about. She wants to be a really cool, good stand-up comedian as well, which causes them to, you know, clash a little bit as well. Now, obviously, you draw on your own experiences as a stand-up, and I'm sure everyone who talks to you about your book says, oh, this is autobiographical, da-da-da-da. But, <laughs> right. you know, when I, I thought about uh, your career, you're now a successful writer, you're a brilliant actor and you have so many credits to your name. But I wonder what on earth would persuade anyone to put themselves through the torture of being a (laughs) stand-up? I know. Do you know, funny enough, I was talking to a really good friend about this last night because he said, like, I mean, he was joking in a way, but he said, I thought you were crazy. <laughs> like when you said, oh, I'm going to leave my, you know, 10 year career and become a stand up comedian. And I said to him, look, the thing about stand up is the people that gravitate towards it, that's not their greatest fear. You know what I mean? Like everyone's got a, th- a thing that they think that'd be the worst thing, like public speaking or sometimes it's spiders or making people laugh. But for stand-up comedians, we yeah. love it. So yeah, that's, well, well, that's the, the point. I mean, w- w- today's stand-up tends to be narrative, uh, life experience based. Sure. You know, yeah. if you think of people like Michael McIntyre talking about his kids and his wife and the mm-hmm. misadventures they have. Um, yeah. But back in the day, it, it used to be jokes 
and you could Joke you jokes. could <laughs> but you could actually just test drive your jokes with your pals and if they laughed well they might work on stage but life yeah, experiences you know you can be left with a, a terrible silence well, you know, the thing is, you can still test those out because it's it's kind of how we communicate anyway. Oh, you never guess what happened to me the other day. And then you tell somebody the story and it's like, oh, they got a bit of a laugh. <laughs> that might work on stage. You know, I, like I went on this whale watching thing and it was it was a nightmare. And when I told my friend, she was kind of bent double. And if I'd still been doing stand up, that would have definitely gone in a routine. Yeah. Now, now you're a rigorous writer and uh, six o'clock. I'm finished. Thank you very much. Oh, I yeah, I am a little bit like I'm a I'm a, I'm not a great boss to myself. <laughs> I'm like work harder, but um, yeah, I'm learning to be. I, I like structure when I'm when I'm writing. So I'm not one of those people who's like waiting for the inspiration to take me. I'm I'm at my desk at, at a certain time. I work until I work for about at like hour and a half stints because I know that my concentration is going to go after that point. Mm. And then yeah, I do sort of power through until and I try to give myself an evening as well so that I'm not I'm also not one of those people that just keeps going because I feel the impulse you know I have to stop and have breaks and things like that otherwise you go a bit crazy. Mm -hmm. Now you're already uh, successful in your writing because your first book was uh, well received and much praised Uh, so there's kind of a safety belt about bringing out your second I suppose. Asking for a friend did go down really well, and I'm so pleased about that. But I, I'm I'm also the sort of person who likes to give myself a little bit of a challenge, nothing too much. So, but I wanted to explore different types of writing, and you know, bring a new story um, out because you know some people were asking me like, is is your follow on book to asking for a friend going to follow on from that story? And it's like, no, 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 it's a whole new world, new characters, you know, new situation. And then also like experimenting with, it's it's a small thing, but instead of writing in the third person, it was from the main character's perspective in in Tough Crowd, which I think it needed because it was a stand-up comedian. So I'm always trying to sort of make make things a little bit more difficult for myself. I suppose that the Tough Crowd of your title, it refers, of course, to what many stand-ups would say to each other when they're doing, you know, a comedy setup and you say, what's it like out there? Oh. Tough crowd. Tough crowd, yeah. In this case, the tough crowd of the two girls. As well, yeah. I mean, it's tough crowds on both fronts for for Abby, but um, the most important tough crowd is definitely the kids. Now, the looking at your, your uh, credits, your filmography and your TV credits, you have never been not busy by the looks <laughs> of things. Yeah, I mean, it, by the looks of things, it does seem that way. I mean, uh, whenever it's quiet, I'm like, why aren't I working? I get sort of a bit of a panic on. But like, I'm also learning to just be cool with the quiet downtimes and know that they're necessary. But yeah, it's it's been really good. And and since I sort of parked stand up and focused on acting, I mean, I was an actor before I was a stand up, uh, really. But yeah, since I've sort of parked the stand up, I think um, kind of casting directors have seen me in a different way and felt maybe I was... Uh, now I'm ready to do those sort of meteor dramatic roles, which has been really fun, you know, something to get your teeth stuck into. Yeah. And uh, currently you're shooting the second series of uh, Blue Lights, uh, which is yeah. interesting because it's about the PSNI. Did you know anything at all about the PSNI and Northern Ireland before you took on the role? I mean, you know, you you see what's in the news and it's all headlines, but there's very, unless you watch documentaries or you read up, you don't get what's be, be behind the headlines, as it were, living in a, you know, a completely different country. So 
So uh, it was a real education for me. I didn't even know what the PSNI was. I, 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 you know, I was still stuck in the past of what we'd heard in news reports from back in the day. So, um, you know, it's humbling, if I'm honest, to to go on that journey of discovering uh, about where Belfast is today, because that's really what the show is about. It's not trying to um, sort of live in the past and the troubles and stuff like that. It's, it's saying this is where we are today. And yeah. so it's, you know, a real honour to be part of that. And it, it seems that your quest in life was to make the, the role of the station sergeant, whoever he or she may be, to be more lovable, <laughs> more likeable. Sandra Cliff is very likeable. Oh, that's nice to hear. Well, you know, to be honest with you, I i mean, it's in the writing anyways. Uh, Declan uh, Lawn and Adam Patterson are just fantastic writers and they wrote a beautiful character. But in my research, custody sergeants aren't, you know, mean people. And if they're represented like that on TV shows, it's kind of inaccurate because their job is to protect the detainee, not to be like, you did it and now you're going down sort of thing, have that attitude. So I wanted to, you know, inhabit that because that's more, you know, the show is all about authenticity and that would be more authentic than her being mean or, you know, you deserve this or whatever. So I I, I wanted to definitely bring that as much as I could to the role. Now, when anyone embarks on a career in acting, be it on television or in film or on stage, it's precarious. And you know, looking at your career now, you'd say, well, you know, it was a doddle, really. But yeah. it wasn't, of course. And I believe that you never thought that you could reach the heights that you've reached now. And, and looking at people like Idris Elba, um, who has done the same you know, the, the, the art of the possible is, is very important to demonstrate to, to young and upcoming aspiring actors. Interestingly, again, I was talking to a friend, the same friend about this last night and saying how, yeah, I think you've got to have your eye on the, on the mountaintop, but you've also got to acknowledge the amount of work, the amount of steps it's going to take to actually ascend to wherever it is you want to go to. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, I, I mean, I... I'm just trying to think back, like, did I anticipate getting to where I am? Probably not, but I, but I wanted it, but I just couldn't see how it would happen. So what you end up doing is just focusing on the next immediate step. And that's what I still do to this day is like, right, what's right in front of me is writing my next book. It's filming Blue Lights. And then after that, let's see what the next step will be. And I, I that seems to have served me well so far. So mm. touch wood, <laughs> if I keep going that way, it will work out. We cannot wait for the next step and indeed the next book. But the current one is called Tough Love. It's available in all bookshops. Uh, tough Crowd, sorry. <laughs> Bit of that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Tough Crowd, it's called. It's in all good bookshops. And Andy Osho, a writer and actor, thank you very much for joining us on the programme. Thanks so much, Pat. Well, now, our prize, uh, we've been giving a prize out every day this week for the K-Club, that five-star Kildare resort. A chance to win a two-night B&B stay in the K-Club with dinner on one evening. And today's winner is going to get to sit back and enjoy a guided boat tour along the K-Club's private mile-long stretch of the River Liffey. Plenty to enjoy at the K-Club. Great activities, championship golf courses, the award-winning spa, and a whole variety of food and drinking spaces. Check it out at kclub.ie. Now, for your chance to win, answer this question... There are three well-known race courses in Kildare, the Curra and Punchestown, of course. But what is the third? If you know the answer, text the word STAY with your answer and name to us now on 53106 at a cost of 30 cent. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.